I felt that we didn't get enough help. I really do feel that the police department was a little biased towards my brother being who he was. What do you mean? Uh, you know, he was uh, transgender, and I felt that in some way, way back then, you know, and I, I still feel that. Chief Ash with the Kennedy Police Department. I'm unable to take your call right now. Please leave me a message. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Hi, Chief Ash. This is Josh Hinkle from KXAN in Austin calling with an update to the Mayberry case. Since our investigation, I've had people reaching out with tips, and one of those we believe is credible from someone close to the players involved that's led us to track down the remaining person on the list of suspects on Jamie Mayberry's missing persons report. Johnny Fadias was the first name on that list, the guy we've been told hit on Jamie at the bar that night 20 years ago and left town after he disappeared. This is the guy who police have not been able to locate, but we believe we found him living in a Chicago suburb. We plan to reach out to Johnny Fadias in one week, but wanted to give you the opportunity first. I understand he and the other people listed on the report are no longer considered suspects, according to you, but possible witnesses instead. I also recall that you and the detective say that you'd like to speak to those people to see if their stories have changed over the years. So I hope this helps, but you should know that another witness has also seen photos from Johnny Fideas's social media accounts and believes that he is indeed the same man from the bar that night. And we've also traced his family history back to your town. Five months have passed since the last episode of Catalyst, and we continue searching for answers in the case of Jamie Mayberry, a 35-year-old gay black man labeled a crossdresser by law enforcement after he went missing April 1st, 1999 from his home in Kennedy, Texas. Now, I want to tell you about everything we've learned in recent weeks, including the challenges that led our team to file an open records complaint with the state attorney general to learn what new secrets police might be keeping. I'm Josh Hinkle, and this is a special update episode of Catalyst. Just to bring closure into actually what happened and, and if we can find his body would just mean so much to the family. You just want answers. You want to know what happened. Exactly. Exactly. I met up with Jamie's brother, Terry Mayberry, recently and learned we weren't the only ones getting tips after our investigation. My Facebook blew up. I'm getting letters and phone calls from people I haven't heard from, you know, in years. It's brought awareness to to the community for sure. Yeah, what's it like to go 20 years and really don't hear a lot of new details but then a TV station reaches out and, and something changes. In a way it's, it's overwhelming. On one side you're, you know, you're asking yourself, you know, where have y'all been, <laughs> you know, all these years, you know. And then on the other side you're like glad they're reconnecting with, with hard issues, hard facts. You know, it's, and it's been, it's been on everybody's mind, I feel. Kennedy is a small connected place and I have no doubt that it's been on their minds. The police department in Kennedy has a chance to have a fresh start on this yeah. case. The whole world is watching them now. Right. All eyes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. J 
just yesterday, I, a detective called me at work, and he assured me that the case is wide open, they're taking a fresh look at it. So something's getting started. You know, he, and he also told me that he would keep me informed in uh, everything they're gonna do. And if they hear anything, I'll be the first to know. That's pretty much what the police chief told me too. He didn't respond to my voicemail, so I sent him an email basically saying the same thing, that we'd track down the man on that old list of suspects. I thought maybe the chief would be interested in that. Within a minute of me hitting send, he replied. Thanks for the update. If we get anything new, I will call you first. So far, I've heard nothing back. But I knew if he and his detectives had truly been looking into the case again, there must be something they'd gathered, talking to other witnesses we'd tracked down, new tips, something to indicate work was being done. Just to make sure, I asked for all new records and information the department had generated since I made my very first open records request to the city of Kennedy more than a year ago. Back then, they only sent me the front page of the missing persons report and a letter saying they were withholding everything else because it's technically still an open investigation. Pretty standard. But this time, their response was the exact same letter, same date as before and everything. That's confusing because I was asking for new information, which should mean a new response, even if they choose to continue denying me access to information. At least that would show there is new information, some type of progress in the case. So I asked the city secretary for an explanation. She emailed back, I have spoken with Chief Ash and verified this is still a cold case. He has not received any new information and nothing has changed pertaining to the case. But how is that possible? The chief assured me they were looking into the case. Either that didn't happen, which seems unlikely, or there was new information they just weren't telling me about. So I filed an official open records complaint with the Texas Attorney General, but several weeks later, I hit another roadblock when the state sent a letter back basically saying the city of Kennedy says it has no new records, so we have to go with that. In other words, case closed. You told me he wouldn't want you guys to give up trying to figure out what happened. Right. We went from being buried and dead to there, there, there's hope and, and there's closure right around the corner. And that's why I, I really feel, since all of this has happened, really uh, I'm, I'm feeling something's about to open up. Hi, this is Johnny. I can't get to the phone right now, so please leave a message and a number and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Hey, Johnny, this is Josh Hinkle. I'm a reporter in Austin, Texas. I'm trying to find out some information about the time you spent in Kennedy, Texas in 1999. Uh, we've been trying to track you down, and I'm hoping to ask you some questions. We've been doing some stories about a missing persons case, uh, Jamie Mayberry. I think you might know him. No surprise, I haven't heard back from Johnny Farias either, but now Kennedy police know he's out there. Before, they weren't even sure he was alive. Now, they have a chance to try to talk to him. Give it some time, I do believe that. You know, because 20 years is a long time 
to, to weigh on your conscience if you know anything about it. You know, that's a long time. Whoever knows anything about it, it's time for them to just open up. I think what you guys are doing for me and my family means so much. Absolutely. You know, we can't thank you enough. It means absolutely, you know, the world that Jamie can get his time out and heard again. This story has really kind of grown beyond your family. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's the feeling I get. That's a lot of people in Texas and I'm sure all over the world that love to see cold cases being solved and not just sitting on the back burner and, you know, wasting away. I can't imagine. I mean, I just kept thinking about your family. There were thousands of other families out there right, that have right. stories that are like that. Yeah. That shouldn't happen. When I look back and I see the research, the study, the, the work, the hours put into what you guys put in to get something heard. And for a family, you might not even know, like myself. I'm telling you, you guys do a great job for the community, for this, for this state. Keep it up. Remember NamUs, the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System that's helped thousands of families locate missing loved ones? Well, since our investigation launched, the number of states requiring all law enforcement to use the system has grown from four to nine. And even though NamUs is headquartered in Fort Worth, Texas is still not one of those states. But the lawmaker from our report has proposed changing that with a possible bill in the next legislative session in 2021. Have all voted whether nothing comes out of this at all, that we know and we feel that what you guys have done for us, it means more than what anybody has done thus far. And I thank you so much. We'll have updates on any major developments in Jamie Mayberry's case. Keep up by staying subscribed to this podcast and going to our investigation online at mayberrymissing.com. The next season of this podcast is right around the corner, and we're focusing on the history of mass shootings in Texas and the solutions state leaders are weighing to prevent future tragedies. More details soon. Catalyst is reported, produced, and edited by me, Josh Hinkle, along with Arzo Dost, David Barrere, and Ben Freeberg. Digital support for this episode of Catalyst comes from Tisha Cotton, Dax Dobbs, Eric Henriksen, Nate Mills, Matt Mitchell, Ricardo Ruano, Robert Sims, Chanel Wang, and Kate Winkle. KXAN's news director is Chad Cross, and its vice president and general manager is Eric Glassberg. Music